Hello, and welcome to episode three of Two People in a Broadcast. Your host, Hi. Kate, and I are not... Okay. <laughs> Your host, Kate, and I are not talking about a horror movie today. Instead, we are examining the homicidal and sociopathic tendencies of a character in the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're talking about Dennis Reynolds in the show Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Before you begin, we you should know you're listening to KXRJ 91.9, The Voice of Tech. As for our sources, we are using Rankers, all the evidence that Dennis Reynolds is a serial killer, and Reddit user Denim Chickens, nice username by the way, posts about Dennis Reynolds being similar to Ted Bundy. We are on Instagram, so follow us. Our username is at A-N-D-A-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Our previous episodes are on every streaming platform, and so, this, and so is this one. So let's get into it. Today, we are going to be talking about one of the funniest shows on TV right now. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I highly recommend it. Created by Rob, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this name, Rob McElhenney, Lynn Howard. McElhenney. McElhenney, thank you. And Charlie Day in 2005, this show is about a group of friends who run a bar. Sounds boring, right? Well, it very much isn't. This entire friend group, or the gang as I like to call it, is extremely toxic. They get themselves into situations that are really bad and it's completely their own fault as a result of their selfishness and complete lack of caring about anything. So, throughout the show, the group dynamic rarely changes because of the gang's own willingness to not let anything change, even when they're in positions of humiliation. For instance, Dee, you know, she's always humiliated, but she never really changes anything. Um, therefore, they can they continuously find themselves holding each other back. So today, we're going to be talking about the main characters and talking about why we think they hold each other back, as well as why we think Dennis Reynolds is a serial killer. Before we do that, you should know that the show has had 14 seasons or 154 episodes. You might think the show gets boring after a while, but it always manages to keep up with time with the times while being hilarious through its absurd commentary over societal issues. Yes. It's a great show. I recommend it. Um, so this show is borderline offensive, I would say. but It's really offensive. Yeah. Well, it's on the edge to where, like, it's okay because you know what's happening. Um, it's okay because it's so chaotic like the characters themselves are like really horrible people so it's like it makes sense as to why it is offensive yeah it it's it's like it's offensive but it has like a it it, it, it carries out a mission um and usually whenever they explore a topic they oftentimes split the groups up into like the, they split the group into like two different parties on each extreme polar opposite end of the issue yeah, it's really cool. Um, but you are never offended because you know you're watching a portrayal of several characters who all play a specific role so the show can get its message across. Across, As we were saying before, the main characters are Mac, Charlie, Dennis, Dee, and Frank. Now, Cade, I am going to name every actor of the gang, and I want you to see if you know who they are played by. All right, so let's start with Rob McEcklehenny. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's Mac. Okay, Lynn Howerton. Uh, I think that's uh Dennis. You're right. Charlie Day. That's Charlie. <laughs> Caitlin Olson. Uh, that's D. And Danny DeVito. Frank. 
Okay, fun fact, Caitlin Olsen and Rob McEnohenny are married. Um, they did it later in the show, like 2008, which I thought was really cool because they don't even like each other in the show. So yeah. Okay, guess. Um, these actors play their counterparts, or rather, they embody them. Now let's get into talking about the characters. Um, the characters are Mac, Charlie, Frank, Pete, and Dennis. Okay, so here's how it's going to go. We're going to explain the characters one by one. So I'll start with Mac, then you do Charlie, then I'll do Frank, and then you do D, and then I'll do Dennis. We'll, we'll split okay. Dennis up. All right, so let's talk about Mac. Mac and Charlie are childhood friends, and Mac and Dennis are high school friends. So that's how they know each other. He is a co-owner of the bar they run, which is Patty's Pub in Philadelphia. His father is a convicted felon that he rarely sees, and his mother doesn't display much love for him. Like, awful. To be clear, Um, we're talking about Mac. Yeah, we are talking about Mac. Uh, What's his first? I I looked on the Wikipedia, and it says his name was, like, Ronald. His name's Mac Donald. Yeah, but no, his, like, actual first, like, his full first name is, like, Yeah, he, Ronald MacDonald, his his father named him that. Why? Because his father hates him, and he's a horrible person, and and Mac is constantly making excuses for his father being, like, trying, he's trying to see his father as this great being, but his father really is just, like, not a good guy. I agree, he really shouldn't be doing that. Um, but he just, he seeks the approval of his mother, um, his father, and Dennis. And none of them love. I would um, argue Dennis is sort of a, like, a pseudo-father, because he kind of just follows everything Dennis does, which is kind of, also kind of creepy, considering, like, he, it's also hinted at a lot of times that he, has like, seeks romantic interest in Dennis. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I mean, it's obvious that he... And he's in love, or at least he has some kind of like need to fulfill Dennis's um, desires. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't understand it, and it it kind of works both ways because Mac is like, you know, he needs somebody to love him and somebody to mentor him, and then Dennis wants somebody to control, so it works out. Um. <laughs> So he always seeks approval from the gang, especially Dennis. He tries to seem tough around everyone, and he brags about his fighting skills. Um, how would you rate his fighting skills, Cade? Well, it's kind of hard to rate them, considering he's literally never used them. And the one time that he did, in one of the earlier yeah. episodes, he like got beat up because uh, <laughs> he was like a wrestler. Yeah. Um, but he, I would he say, said, though, that he is ripped. He, yeah, I was just about to talk to that. So... Um, at the beginning of the show, he was like, he was fine, but then around season six, he became really overweight. I read that he got diabetes too because of that, and I don't know if it was for the character. I think it was. But, he w- it um, was, yeah, no, because Rob said that he wanted, he wanted actually everybody to. Um, I think he wanted everybody to get fat, um, but nobody else did. So Rob just got fat anyway. Yeah, which I mean. You got to give it to him. He has a lot of commitment because he managed to become fat, and then later on he lost that weight, and now he's like ripped, super jacked. Yeah, like he is, and it's it's kind of funny because the power dynamic between Mac and Dennis remains the same, even though he's like bigger than him and stronger than him, and he can beat him up easily. Well, we don't actually know that because, as far as <laughs> as it is perceived, 
Mac is still weaker. Like, it, he, yeah, well, never mind. But I, I'm still talking about, like, the wrestling episode, because he was pretty fit then, too. And he got, like, beat up by, like, if I remember correctly, somebody who was perceived to be weaker than him. I honestly think a lot of it goes towards cowardice. Because, I mean, if he can, I bet he can, like, seek out how to fight and stuff. But um, he just, he likes to perceive himself as manly and stuff. Yeah. Um, and still, he seeks acceptance from those around him. So despite being a strong Catholic, in season, so, in season 12, he comes out as gay. Before season 12, he hints at his homosexuality by his actions, like being obsessed with Dennis and other stuff that we cannot say on this show because of how amusing it is. Um, <laughs> so I would say that he has one of the more hopeful character arcs because you do see him grow. Like, um, he accepts himself as gay. And, I mean, that that's mainly it, but I see that as, like, a big thing that he um, did because you, out throughout the entire show, he's just, like, struggling with it. One of the things that you learn about this show is that, and this could be considered a detriment to many shows, but I feel like for Always Sunny, this is a good thing considering, like, what their characters are. The whole point of the show is that they're characters who will never evolve and never change because they're just horrible people and they'll always be that way. And it's a very funny device. It doesn't seem that way, but the way that they insert the comedy using that kind of um, plot device of them always reverting back to like their original selves by the end of the episode. But the like they never change and never really learn anything, but... In one of the later seasons, um, Mac actually does improve by, like, learning to accept himself. So that's why, yet, like Zach said, he's probably one of the more hopeful characters. Or at least the character right at this moment I could see breaking that chain of being stuck in that rut. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that he has, like the motivation to do it if he would just like focus his motivation away from dennis and onto something else then i feel like he could definitely achieve it but he still remains in a vicious cycle where he's constantly put down and you know manipulated and they always try and change throughout the episodes like there's episodes where they like try and completely change their life but then at the end they're just like oh we don't care anymore we're just gonna continue back how things were either that or something does he does actually come around they could actually change their life and make it better. But because of the other members of the gang and themselves, they end up like ruining it and getting right back at where they started. It's pretty tragic, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that it works out well. I mean, you think it get boring after this many seasons, but it still manages to seem, you know, brand new and stuff. Yes. Um, anyway, we're going to move on to Charlie. So, Cade, can you talk about Charlie? Yeah, so Charlie is a co-owner of the bar and friends with Dennis and Mac. Well, I'd say he's a co-owner, but he sold his deed to them like a million years ago, so he... Oh, is... yeah, for a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he lives with Frank in a rundown apartment complex, and he is the dumbest of the gang, but... I would argue that he's the smartest and we just don't realize it because of his education. Sure, maybe he didn't get the best education or maybe he just learns in a different way because his relationship with his mom is like a really weird, um, it's, it's a weird relationship 
you really don't know how to deal with it because I feel like his mom was abusive in a way that is kind of hard to discern. Like, for instance, yeah. on every Christmas, um, she would like, I don't know if I can say this on the show, but she, she did things that, um, not Tim, obviously, but she would do things with other men and kind of just leave him by himself. So, you know, the, it's just stuff like that that makes me think that he was raised in a way where he, it was just, he wasn't brought up in a way that he could use his skills, but I feel like he is the smartest in a way. Um, demonstrated. Say, yeah, Sorry, go, was, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, it's cool. Okay, I was going to say, like, book smarts, he's not very smart. I mean, he, he proclaims that proclaims that he is like a master of bird law, but that's unrelated. <laughs> pretty smart. I he love is, that. He's, he's pretty smart. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's a lawyer, dude. He's a lawyer, and, he, and he's, a, he's really good at music like you. He, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he has, like, perfect pitch and everything. And, uh... I feel like Cade. No. Okay, well, anyway, he, uh... He has deep psychological issues, too, as I said earlier. Probably from, like, his mom and, like, the other members of the group, obviously. Um... He is also madly in love with a character known as the waitress, but she obviously doesn't love him back. And he's, it's basically a stalker relationship. It's, it's pretty creepy. I will also say that him and Frank are probably my favorite characters of the show, just from their dynamic. They're the most wholesome. Like they kind of support each other. Yeah. Like they probably would, like they probably would save each other from dying. And I feel like the other characters wouldn't. Yeah. And speaking about the waitress, um, he he's obsessed with her, but it shows later in an episode that whenever he does not focus on her, um, her life just goes to shambles. <laughs> yeah. So we don't. She doesn't realize like exactly everything that's being done to help him. And even when he has the opportunity to be with somebody who's like way better than the waitress, because she has issues of her own, he chooses to abandon the more perfect person for the waitress. Yeah, which is kind of awesome in a way, but also weird. What I'm trying to say is, like, this series is very confusing in the way that it portrays stuff, but I like it because it isn't trying to be just black and white, you know? Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's on more of a spectrum. Yeah. Okay, so next, we're going to be talking about Frank Reynolds, played by personal favorite of ours. Can you guess who, kid? Danny Trevito. I'm the trash man. I come out, I throw trash all over the all over the ring. And then I start eating garbage. And then I pick up the trash can and I In season two, Frank is the father of Dennis and Dee. But it is later revealed that he is not the biological father. Um, despite raising him. He's actually uh, Charlie's father. Yeah, he could be. Uh, but that's a long story that we can't get into. Pretty I much. We could, uh, we could, like, do an episode about Charlie. Yeah. Honestly. Um, so Frank is an older gentleman because he's the father of, you know, he, he and he spent his life uh, accumulating wealth wealth through some of his somewhat questionable businesses. I mean, it's, it's definitely not questionable. It's straight out illegal. Um, so as Kate said before, he lives in a Wolf rundown apartment with Charlie. What'd you say? Wolf Cola, dude. I think that's, Wolf- that's a 
That's oh, one of yeah. his businesses. Oh, yeah. You remember that episode in season, I think it was 13, whenever, we, we can't say what happens, but, like, he has to make a lot of calls to cover some things up whenever he was at a seminar. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. There's also that other part where it was called, like, I think it was called, like, uh, public relations. And it was, like, how, like, uh, Dennis, D and Frank, like, were all part of, like, Wolf Cola. And, like, they had to make sure, because they were accidentally selling Wolf Cola products to, like, pirates. Um, so, like, they like had to, like... Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, I mean, pirates of, like, the, you know, Africa. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't want to like I didn't want to confuse the audience whether or not I was talking about like pirates that more terrorists than anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty anyway, cool. back back to the main point. Um. Oh yeah. He he. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. He, he. Um. Charlie and Frank are basically best friends and father and son. And um, he funds basically all of their shenanigans. I know in recent seasons he's been like kind of kind of cutting them off, which is good for him. Uh, yeah. So next we're going to be talking about uh, D. Um. So D is the daughter of Frank, sort of, and twin sister of Dennis. D Reynolds typically is the butt of every joke. Everyone refers to her as the bird. Uh, like Mac, she also seeks the approval of others. But I feel like she kind of has, like, the worst of the lot. Because, like, she doesn't have any supporting character. Like, sh- like sure. Okay. They all kind of suck. But Charlie has Frank. And uh, Mac has Dennis. And even though they're, like, flawed relationships, Dee just kind of is just made fun of, like, at every point. Which is funny, but also like really bad. <laughs> it's it's weird. It gets. I would say it gets bad in later seasons. <laughs> like it gets yeah. really bad. I I read an article that I told Kate about that said um that the actress who played her wanted her to have more wanted her to have better opportunities because she was always being made fun of. I was actually um I was actually kind of opposed to that at first, but now that I actually went back and like watched the recent episodes, I agree because like she. It is kind of resorting to, like, just making fun of her. And she doesn't have many, like, stories in the later seasons, which I feel like she needs to. Because she can't just be the butt of the joke every time. She needs to have, like, something. Like, some character development. Not actual development. You know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I think this show has been picked up for, like, another season. I don't know how long it'll last. Maybe it'll show, um, maybe, like, Charlie and Frank leaving. kind Not leaving, but, like, separating from the group. And then... Uh, Dennis or D and Mac go and do their own thing, and then Dennis is just all left by himself with no one to control. Probably deserves it. But I mean, who knows what Dennis is capable of? Yeah, um, no, he's the only reason the gang is still together, pretty much. Yeah, which I mean, they shouldn't be. I mean, they they should be friends, you know. But it's really toxic, and they've been doing this for like fifteen years or like thirteen years. Uh, no, fifteen. Yeah. So, you know, after a while, you just have to be like, you know, they should do their own thing. Anyway, yes. we are going to be talking about Dennis Reynolds, who is the topic of today's episode. So, yes. before we explain how Dennis is a serial killer, I want to know what your favorite character is and why, Kate. Uh, my favorite character, well, as I said earlier, probably 
my two favorite characters actually. I don't have a favorite character. My two favorite characters are Frank and Charlie, um, because of just their dynamic. Just because like they live in filth, but they're like so cozy and they're so like awesome and they're like they freaking play like games in the dark, even though they're both like over forty, and it's just like He's it's over just. 40? Yeah, well, yeah, they're all like in their forties by now. I think even in an episode, they like reference like, "Yeah, we're all over 40. Um, and <laughs> hold on, yeah, I'm Frank's like Frank's like seventy something. I don't know, forty four. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, just their dynamic is so great. Like, they have the least to- toxic relationship, and they just. They don't really depend like Charlie. I don't think ever asks for money, at least not by himself. And they just all all they depend on is just each other and just hanging out. And I just love that. And they call themselves Um, the gruesome twosome. (laughs) Also, shout out to Charlie Day because he's five seven. That means he's cool because he's a short king. And also, I didn't know this. I think I did at some point, but I forgot it. Guess who his wife is? Who? The waitress. Oh yeah, actually, I did. I do know that. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the actors are like the w- like what could have been of <laughs> the game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because like you know, um, Mac and D are married. Which I mean, in the show, they never really show any interest in each other. But still. And Mac is gay in the show, so that's kind of impossible. Yeah. I think actually at one point they they actually make a joke about that, about them being, like, it's kind of, like, ironic because, like, they're married in real life. But in the show they were like, if we were married, how, I couldn't stand it. I'd never be able to, st- like, stand being married to you. And, and then they both were like, yeah, definitely. And it was really funny. I love that. I wonder if, um, I wonder if the actress for actress for D ever gets tired of, like, Mac <laughs> being, like, you know, saying names and stuff, humiliating her. Well, I mean, like, as as you pointed out by, like, her, her recent uh, bargains, you know, like, for, like, her to have better character stories in this show and not just being made fun of, that's probably an issue. But I doubt that they don't hear her because it, from... Like, I follow a lot of, like, behind the scenes, and they seem very, despite what the show feels like, they're very non-toxic. Like, they're honestly really understanding of each other. And, you know, there's the the thing about her being married to Rob, so, like, that'd be kind of a dick thing for him not to listen to her. Yeah, also I was gonna say that, um, Rob actually, like, I'm pretty sure he writes most of the episodes and he directs, like, all of them, so that's really cool of him to do. Glenn actually did for a while. He actually stepped back uh, for later seasons. I think 12 was the first season where they really stepped back. Like, he still acted for the show, but he, like, yeah. stopped directing and writing. And he said that was actually really refreshing for him. I imagine, because they've been doing it for a while. And I imagine, like, being those characters kind of makes you think like the characters. Um, I don't know. I feel like they're really good at controlling themselves. Because it's like... Maybe you could say that for, like, other characters, but the characters that they play are just so unbearably horrible that, like, I don't think that they, it's, it's, I don't think it's humanly possible for them to actually act like them in real life, you know? I agree. Um, yeah, I, yeah, maybe. But 
I, I know one thing, though. Charlie, he acts like himself. Like, the actor. He acts like himself. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's probably just his personality. And I don't actually know how uh, Danny DeVito is in real life, but I imagine he's a really cool guy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, dude. He's, like, the best actor in the history of the universe. He is. So, yeah. So, Frank, he, you know, he's Danny DeVito, and he's done his own stuff. DeAndre Reynolds, or, uh, uh, wait, I don't know why I said it like that. Caitlin Olsen, the actress. That is her name. Yeah, but it's it just, yeah. She, she's kind of separate, or she's not separated, but she's in her own stuff now. I feel like everyone from the show has mainly gotten their own career, except for kind of for Mac. Oh, wait, he's in a new show. That's like, it's like Community. It has Abed in it. It doesn't have Abed, but it has the actor for Abed. Um, That's and cool. And it's basically cool. like video game. It's basically like um, World of Warcraft, um, a show about that. Um, so, yeah, they're all kind of doing their own thing while managing to do this. I think it's really cool. Like, it allowed them to, um, you know. Wait, does Mac have a mullet at one point? He, he did. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I wish we could show images. I would show him as uh, that. And stuff. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. so we're gonna be right back after a few songs. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome back. Um hope you enjoyed this song. Dennis Reynolds. Um so he is the pretty much ringleader, you know, the the big boy, and he is the most manipulative character in the show. Essentially the leader. Dennis leads by making the other characters feel insignificant. When when met with his opposing power, he is quick to get rid of them. The always sunny Wikipedia page describes him as narcissistic superficial, selfish, and abrasive. Thought Throughout the series, he is hinted at being a serial killer. Regardless, he is known as being a sociopath, especially when he takes advantage of a woman by emotionally abusing and gaslighting them to get what he wants. That episode is called The Dennis System, one of the best episodes in the series. You should watch it. Um, I dropped my mind. Oh. Okay, I shouldn't be saying that. But what's up? Oh, I, I was going to say, I like how more messed up the show is. It is. Like, the more messed up the episode is, the better the episode is. Yeah, if you really like the show being messed up, if you like that ratio, you should uh, watch the episode about Charlie making a play. I think it's actually called Charlie Writes a Play. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. yeah, he does emotionally abuse them. Uh, he thinks... The world revolves around him, and he even calls himself the Golden God. Yeah, reminds me of that one time in the episode where, like, they have the high school reunion, and he acts like he's like this super popular kid, but then, like, around everybody else, they're just like thinking of him as just like this weird kid that always talks to himself. Yeah, and it's even. I think that's like when his sociop. I mean, that's before he was able to make the social part of his sociopathic personality noticeable or prevalent and right. uh d d says at one point that he peaked in high school and then he gets like mad about it and he's like i haven't peaked yet <laughs> i'm still peaking um which is funny because like going i haven't back even to begun episode, to peak yeah going back to that episode or it shows that he was an outcast so if that was his peak then um he, you know he's falling yeah i feel like one part of his character that I, I really like is 
that sure, like he's supposed to be this great sociopath, at least from what he thinks he's supposed to be like this brilliant sociopath who's uh, got everything figured out. But in reality, he's just another person who thinks that they're like the whole entire world revolves around them, but like everybody else just doesn't care. I, yeah, I, I agree. He's, his own perception of himself is way higher than other people's perception of himself. I think the only time his perception of himself is like the same as to other people's point of view is within the group. Cause he like kind of form he molded the group in that way to where he's the highest member. Right. Um, anyway, as we were saying before, the members of the group or the members of the gang, my bad are always held back from achieving their personal goals and growing because of the gang's toxicity. This is mainly the work of Dennis. Dennis makes the gang reliant over his, over his leadership. So, without a doubt, Dennis is a sociopath. Now let's get into why we think he is a serial killer. Like many other serial killers, Dennis is messed up. His father could, would act cruel towards Dennis and D, whereas his mother would hate D and love Dennis. His father being Frank, by the way, yeah. Before the show, before Frank became a good boy with Charlie, he would, like, do... He, he, he was a pretty bad father. He would do stuff like, um... What was one thing? He, oh, yeah. At Christmas time, he would always, like, get the same... The presents that, like, Charlie... Or not Charlie, uh... That, uh, Dennis and Dee wanted. And just get them for himself. And open, and open the presents in front of him. So, like, for instance, if you wanted a pack of Pokemon cards... He would get the pack of Pokemon cards that you wanted, give them to himself, open it like in front of you, and just keep it. Yeah, watch well, you get a you get a shiny, and then he's like, "It's fine." Yeah. So yeah, he would he would do stuff like that. Furthermore, Dennis was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. He reveals that he does not have any feelings, even when faced with typically emotional events like getting married. Um, which actually is. Um, somewhat untrue because there is an episode where he sees like his um his like mom's remains in a grave, and he's like, "Oh my god, I am feeling something." Yeah, I was gonna mention that. Um, which is like one of the which leads him to kill. Um, yeah, he he says he does not feel anything, but um, he does feel anger and you know like frustration and stuff. But he says that he has like an emptiness inside of him that can't be fulfilled by those emotions, and he wishes. He called it his god hole. <laughs> He's very. He does. I I do remember that he calls it his god hole because other people yeah. fill that hole with like religion, but he can't. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty bad. I don't I don't know if he is as good as he thinks he is, but he's definitely messed up in some way. Yep. Um, and in the getting married thing, he faked crying by having a onion in his pocket. <laughs> okay, so Dennis shares many resemblances to serial killers, like Ted Bundy. Um, it's like the character backstory is based off of Ted Bundy. Coincidence? <laughs> Seriously, all almost every single tiny detail of Dennis's life is based off of something that has happened in Ted Bundy's life. Um, here's a few examples. I couldn't round up everything. Uh. So Ted Bunny and Dennis both keep a trunk of tools um, in their uh, in their uh, trunk, like duct tape and zip ties. I know that doesn't seem like a serious thing and stuff, but he says he um, uses it. Uh, 
And he likes he to keep... doesn't seem like a serious thing. If I saw somebody's trunk had duct tape and zip ties in it, I would honestly be terrified. Yeah. Um, he likes to keep trophies of every woman he has an encounter with. Um, oh, yeah, like tapes. Yeah, he, he doesn't... Um, he, he does more serious, horrible stuff. Oh, here's, if, a, here's the thing he does. Yeah. He, he will text... Like, okay, so it's it's ambiguous as to what he does with this woman. You can get it in your head what he does. But yeah. he always gets their phone and then texts from texts from their phone to him, basically contracts saying, Yes, I'm this is was enjoyable and I am okay. So he basically corners them by making sure that they cannot like reprimand him or anything. I want to say that that's the end of it, but it gets way worse than that. We can't really say because of how bad it is. Um, yeah. Anyway, he does have a system directly engineered to emotionally manipulate people. Can I explain the dentist system? Yeah. Um, I don't remember what the letters stand for, but they're basically designed to get a woman into a relationship and then break up with them in the most effective way possible that could only be done by somebody of such like emotionless like abilities like he's so sociopathic that he does not care yeah it, it isn't evidence that he's a serial killer but it is like it is a symptom of not a symptom but it is like a serial killer would do a similar thing. And um, it's just all around horrible. So, <clears throat> a popular theory is that Dennis killed a businessman, Brian uh, Lefebvre. I'm just going to say that. Um, so, Dennis impersonated a businessman because he found he left his wallet in the bar. So, he impersonated a businessman to get free basketball tickets because the businessman is popular, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Dennis later goes on to say that he is fulfilled by wearing another man's skin, um, implying that he has, feels some kind of satisfaction by doing so. So Lefebvre Le, Le, Le ends up getting murdered uh, by a drug addict near the bar. Um, after hearing the announcement, he's, Dennis seems happy about it. Um, not happy, but he seems like kind of excited. Satisfied? He's, yeah, satisfied. Um, but the murderer was never revealed. Uh, we just know that there was a drug addict based on the security came in, security uh, footage. So the theory further explains um, by showing that in episode prior, Dennis says that he does not feel emotions. But later in the episode, the mother that he you know had a great relationship with was um, dug up, which caused him to have an emotional outburst. <laughs> and then an episode after you know Lefebvre's murder, he says that he is a god. So I mean, you could interpret that that you know the uh, the reaction to his mother being buried up caused him to murder this man, and then he kind of got a lust for it because he says like he felt satisfied having a uh, satisfying wearing another man's skin. Um, yeah, there's a lot of evidence that Dennis is a serial killer, but um, yeah. So do you have any more evidence to present, kid? Well, honestly. I'm going to argue. I'm going to say he isn't a serial killer. I'm going to say oh. that he wants to be a serial killer, and he wants people to think that he's a serial killer. So we won't necessarily deny these facts, but he isn't, because he's afraid and alone, deep down inside, 
and he's just using this kind of um this this ruse this um kind of emotionless skin to kind of like it's 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 his only way to show that he's stronger than other people because he 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 doesn't know any other way to do so like i feel like he he does he's not strong enough and he isn't like smart enough to like be that kind of character but he wants to be because he feels like that's the only kind of character that he can be i see where you're coming from um yeah i mean either way you're revealing more of like a like a sad inside to him like you know because the way i was presenting him was it sounded like he was nefarious and stuff and like he only could you know he's smart and cunning and he knows everything that's happening but the way you were talking about it you made it seem like he acts this way um but he actually feels this way i mean think about Mm -hmm. it mac is with him like 24 7 even when he's like you know uh you know hanging out with women or whatever uh mac is there he is actually part of the dennis system which is to make it seem like dennis is a great person in contrast by like inadvertently complimenting him when he's in the apartment so it's pretty much it's it's assumed that him and mac are always together so how would mac not know about this alleged serial killer you know and if he did, he probably would blab about it because that's what he does. And it's been shown in the past that, like, he cannot keep a secret. Yeah, he would probably tell the rest of the group. You know, they will all turn on each other given you know the circumstances. You know. Yeah. Well, I what feel about... like. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was okay. going to say, what about um? You you tried to bring this point up earlier when we were talking. You talked about his wife who was murdered, the cat lady? Yeah, her name was like, uh, I think her name was like Marine Ponderosa. Yeah, do you not think that she was murdered by Dennis? Mm, I think it's a possibility, but I don't think that he's smart enough to be able to hide the evidence from the police. And then maybe like he inadvertently murdered her, but I don't think he like, pushed her off a building or anything because there there was security footage of her falling off a building by herself but he could have been the one to be like oh yeah go ahead go on top of that building you know he could have coerced her which is i mean that's still really bad yeah but think about it remember that episode in one of the like later seasons where there was a man um going to you know off himself on top of their bar he's going to jump off Dennis, through, you know, a bunch of hijinks that happened, Dennis says, oh, we should um, push him off. So Dennis is willing to go to those go to those lengths, um, but through other people, as demonstrated through the fact that he didn't want to do it himself. He actually wanted to make Cricket do it. Cricket is a homeless person they know, by the way. Um, they and I don't ruined his life. Yeah, he used to be a priest, and they basically, through a whole bunch of events involving D. That was the fault, though. Yeah, they the all. One. Yeah, they they destroyed him, turned him into a hobo. Then they were like, "It's, it's bad." And then they keep him addicted to drugs, so they yep. could, so they could do his, uh, so he could do their bidding. It's messed yep. up. But no, like, yeah, 
Dennis has shown that he's willing to, like, deal with other people as long as it isn't him him himself, you know? So I feel like in the instance of his late wife, I think that he could have inadvertently, you know, murdered her. But I don't think that he was the one that, you know, pushed her off of a building or anything, you know? Yeah, I have to agree with you, like, to that point. But the thing is, if if he did do that, and he did the thing about the man jumping off the bridge, uh, if, he, if he both, like, kind of tried to make it happen, then I would say that that's just the starting point. I mean, he's going to amplify what he's doing, and he's eventually going to lead to serial killing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's inevitable, dude. I don't know. Maybe it'll end with, like, Dennis killing somebody, and then the gang has to help him hide the body. I don't think so. I think that, like, by the way that the style is throughout the series, like, it's always that it's always made in a way where the gang always goes back to square one. They don't ever get any worse or better, you know? So I don't feel like, unless they were ending the series, but in that case, I don't think they would end the series that way, you know? I mean, Seinfeld ended by them all going to prison. Uh, I did not know that. (laughs) I've never seen Seinfeld. It's really good. I feel like it pushes the boundaries of a sitcom because it's a sitcom about nothing. Well, um, um, I yo go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that that is all the time we have for now. Uh, but after a few songs, we're gonna be back to say goodbye. on KXRJ 91.9 The Voice of Tech next week episode is extra deep and interesting so remember to follow us on Instagram at and the podcast and tell us whether or not you think Dennis Reynolds is a serial killer I don't know why I put that in the thing I was I was really sleepy if you see the script right now which you can't it says <laughs> uh, the wrong word <laughs> you're fine you're fine you're fine okay so you can listen to this episode and every other episode that we have made except for the first one because we can't get that on any podcast streaming site. We will see you next week. Thank you. And you got just remember that you are all our golden gods. Did I say that right? You yeah. you are our golden gods. Yes, thank you. All right, bye. <laughs>